Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll and today I'm going to be talking to you about your strategy on board for head sails and flying sails. Now, um, I find regardless of if people are racing or cruising, uh, coastal cruising or blue water uh, sailing, then quite quickly in the journey, the question of, you know, do we need do we need another head sail? Should we have a different sail? Um, you know, what flying sail should we have? How do we go well downwind? These things all start to come up quite quickly. And, you know, it's fascinating that beyond the East Coast event in November was one of the questions to the panel. And, um, and what really came through, which is great, is what I'm always trying to tune you into, and that's the point of today's podcast, is the answer varies depending on what you're trying to achieve. So um, as soon as you know what you're trying to achieve, then we can give you the answer. But not if you're kind of, if you're scanning around YouTube and your blogs and your forums or my website or whatever, and you're trying to come up with this 100% perfect answer, this is what we do, um, then you'll find it extremely confusing because everyone has firm views, but it's all about what your strategy is as to uh, what's going to be right for you. So let's have a little look at it. In terms of the strategy, one of the key things you've got to think about is you know, how many active people am I going to have involved in sailing the boat? You know, A lot of the time we work with um, uh, couples uh, that are sailing together, uh, and you know, generally, they don't always both want to be dancing around on the foredeck. You might have one that's quite happy to be running around forward and one who's very happy to be helming, but you, you often find that a lot of stuff might be quite short-handed, and so that always comes back to one of our favourite rules, which is, you know, keep it simple, Skipper. Um, so, you know, if you're going to have two people on board, you need to think very carefully <laughs> because... you. you the reality is very few of us are going to be hoisting like symmetric kites, possibly even really using um, poles for two people unless it's very long legs. But, um, uh, and, you know, changing big furling headsaws even, you know, when you're two up, it's a big, big job. So um, that's one to think about. Likewise, even if you're racing, you know, um, I look at a couple of the boats I'm involved in and uh, and I helped spec them both at the same time and, uh, and for one of them, you know, it was a key feature was look, like finding crew in Sydney is going to be hard. And so we we made a downwind and upwind configuration uh, that was based around being able to get out and have a race with uh, for Twilight's about spinnakers, you know, four or five people on board for spinnakers. You can get away with seven. Uh, but, you know, that meant we went for asymmetric kites. We went for snuffers. We didn't go symmetric. Uh, the other boat went, you know, the full hog hoist and dropping headsails, um, code zero, symmetric kites, asymmetrics, everything you can think of. But then they need, um, you know, 11 people all the time to actually get out and have a race. Um, as soon as you know how many people you, you think is reasonable for you to be sailing with, that tells you a lot of answers about what's achievable, even if you're relatively inexperienced, it's quite quick to get those answers and uh, and feel free to always either talk to me or just ask any sail maker and they should be able to tell you instantly. Uh, the next thing is, what do you actually want to do? Like, are you going racing? Are you cruising? Is it a little bit of both? Um, thinking about that 
makes a big difference, you know, it, because if you're thinking that really 50% of your um, sailing or more is going to be cruising, then if you're not, um, for example, using furling headsails, then when it comes to going out and having a sail and there's just two of you, you're not you're probably not going to be hoisting sails up and down tracks all the time, you know, unless it's, you know, a reasonably small boat. So, um, you know, think that through and make sure that you don't make the boat, you know, perfectly optimised for racing, but then really difficult to sail when you're cruising. And likewise, if you are cruising and you've got things like furling sails on and suddenly everyone's jumping on going, oh, this is holding us back. Just remember you made the compromise for a reason. It's because, you know, you're not using the boat for 100% of the time to go racing. So think that through. Make sure you know, even if you can just come up with an approximate ratio, you know, I'm going to do this much racing, this much cruising. Um, And then I think that can make it a lot easier to decide sort of how far you go in terms of race optimization against cruise optimization. Uh, The next one is always a big one these days on boats is storage. Um... Boats have got bigger and they seem to have ended up with less and less storage on them. Um, uh, It's pretty unusual these days that we have enough space in a deck locker to even store one spinnaker on most of the boats I'm on. Um, So then as soon as you get the sails, you end up inside. I can remember a really funny day once when someone uh, who I've helped for years had just moved to sort of a, a reasonably proper race boat. And the, all the sails had arrived and, the, you know, the loft had delivered them and they were all downstairs and their wife hadn't yet come on board. And they were like, what are we going to do, mate? Because you literally couldn't get into the boat because there were so many sails everywhere. And we, you know, we, we found storage for them. Um, but the, 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 the thing is, as soon as you start bringing lots of sails onto a boat, it's really difficult to find storage for them. And and if you're moving them in and out of cabins, you start damaging doors and all that sort of stuff. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But you just, you need to think about before you kind of bring any extra sails onto the boat, where is this even going to go? And how am I going to get it around the place? Because it can make a really big difference. Um, then the next one for me is what is your, um, This is it might sound funny, but what, what would you say is going to be as an average your standard um sort of trip length and even leg length within that and you know if you're if you're doing a lot of blue water sailing where you kind of you know you clear customs and you're at sea for 500 to 2000 miles um then yeah you might you'll, you'll be setting up the boat in a very different way to how you would if you were kind of bashing around the harbour now that might sound obvious but it gets completely lost when you start watching all your vlogs of uh, how everyone does it on YouTube or, you know, you do all your forum researching. And it, it's important to think about that. Like, what kind of sailing are you going to be doing? Because if it's long legs, then it can make sense to start setting up whisker poles and um, all sorts of stuff, spinnakers or furling flying sails. But, you know, especially if you're going to be in busy waterways like the Solon or Sydney Harbour or Pitwater of a Saturday afternoon, um then often sort of complicated sail plans are going to be more harm than good. So just as soon as you get clear on what your target length is going to be um, for a, you know per leg, again, that helps make it a lot easier for you to work out what sensible sails would be for you. Um, and then my last one for this is what is your objective? Like, Are you looking to have more fun? Are you looking to go faster? Or are you looking to develop your skills? 
you know, because ultimately, outside of everything I've just said, if you want to nail using symmetric spinnakers or you've got a cat and you really want to start working on sailing for better VMG all the time or, um, you know, you're, you've had monoholes for years and you, you've thought, look, I just really actually want to be going upwind with the best possible head saws and, you know, really work on developing my helming, then... A lot of the other things I've mentioned in this podcast might be sort of go by the wayside because they're irrelevant for the objective. You got, you know, you're saying I don't really care about the storage, or yeah, there's only two of us, but we're going to work on doing this anyway because we want to go as fast as we can, or we want to develop skills in this area. So usually there's a bit of a combination. People want to have more fun. That also feeds from going faster and. Uh, and generally, if you're into sort of having a sailing boat rather than just turning the key and you know going full throttle to a bay, um, then you um, then you are interested in continual skill development. So there's always a balance, and hence all the earlier parts of this. But if you sort of if you think that through, I always find you know when people are a bit torn, and especially if budget's not necessarily an issue, um, the question is: Are you going to have more fun? with this and if the answer is yes then it's a lot easier to work out if you want one or not um for me though everything that's simple works so as soon as we make it difficult to use things on board be it because you know we it takes half an hour to hoist a head saw or we need 11 people to get a flying sail up because it's a symmetric spinnaker or whatever it is it, it just is another time that you're not going to use stuff um you know because you've only got nine people rather than 11 or you know, it's a bit windier and then you thought and you can't really be bothered to have two of you up there trying to hoist the head saw today so you just decide to, you know, motor or only use the main. So, you know, the simpler you can keep it for yourself, the more likely you are to get out and use things. And in turn, I do believe that, you know, that just the more time spent sailing, you'll get, you'll develop your skills, you'll go faster and you'll have more fun. So I hope that was useful. Thanks.